This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday. It is hump day, as the camel used to say on the funny commercials. In the meantime, it is almost tropical out there. It's like 40 degrees outside. Once again, really foggy in downtown. Couldn't even see the buildings driving in. Wasn't bad in my neighborhoods or on my drive-in. How about you, Bryce Hulse? No, it was not. Uh, you, again, you could see the fog in the distance, but mm-hmm. I didn't have those moments like I did yesterday morning where I'd be driving on the expressway and be like, wait, did I already pass this part earlier? <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, there, there's yeah. the sign that lets yeah. me know where I am, you know. It does look scarily alike when you're in certain parts of it when it was as foggy as yesterday, and that was, you know, we're out very early. That makes a difference. Today, our neighborhood was was just fine, and as soon as I got into downtown, I was a little surprised. Because normally, the concrete is where it's not as foggy. It's normally a little bit more that way around grass, but... Uh, who knows? Maybe Guthrie Green has all that power. At any rate, welcome into a six o'clock on a sat on a well, Saturday. I wish it's on Wednesday. Uh, if it were six o'clock on Saturday, I actually wouldn't be awake. How about that? Uh, well. Depends on the day. Mm-hmm. At any rate, uh, we're going to carry on with the show today as we continue looking toward the NFL playoffs. The only thing bad about this weekend is you don't have Saturday football. You know, the two Super Wild Card and Wild Card, you got Saturday football and you kind of got both days planned. So, like, if there was something at home and somebody's like, hey, you need to do this on the weekend. Well, you know, really, got these two and I got to watch those. We got these two. Yeah, really. It makes it hard. Now you got a whole day Saturday. So I'm just telling you, if the wife or the husband or whoever is telling you, look, we've got to do this, yeah, it's probably going to have no to happen. Yeah, I've got to actually drive to Tinkiller and back on Saturday, so I'll I'll be busy and have my things going. Um, at any rate, we're waiting for the for the you know for the weekend and some news on Jim Harbaugh. This is becoming more and more interesting to me. It's one of the things we'll talk about today. Apparently, he and the Chargers. Apparently, the Chargers made him a backup the Brinks truck offer. And he's still considering it. All right, so why would you still be considering it? If you were taking interviews and you knew you wanted to go somewhere, for whatever reason, many believe, of course, that Michigan's going to have all kinds of problems in the near future because of valuations and such. So if if you wanted to go somewhere and you thought enough about them to go out there and interview, and you certainly know their personnel already, and it's not like he doesn't know people in the league, right? His brother happens to, you know, be pretty well connected too. Yeah. And then you go there for a second interview, and then they just literally put a dump truck of money in front of you, and you still don't sign something. That's odd to me. Well, especially when everything is pointing in the direction of, you know, him being there. I mean, I'm not sure what else you really. It? I mean, are you really wait? What kind of other connections are you waiting for? I don't think he's waiting connections. I think personally, it seems as though he's waiting on the people at Michigan to just, you know, basically knight him Mm. and tell him, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what the Big Ten does, no matter what the NCAA does, you're good. Yeah. No penalties here. That's kind of what it seems like. It seems like he's playing Michigan. And Michigan seems like, Maybe they don't care, but it doesn't seem like they want to give him, quote-unquote, immunity. You know, President Trump or former President Trump's asking for immunity for presidents. Yeah. 
right? And I think, you know, depending on who you are, I think immunity for anyone's bad, personally. <laughs> You've got to have accountability, and that takes away accountability. Uh, and it seems like that's what he's doing. So the, the, the Harbaugh thing's getting more and more interesting. And to my knowledge, he's only interviewed with the Chargers. Yes. Is that's that all true? I, that's all I've heard, too. I thought so, too. And I, I said that to you yesterday, and then I started searching just to make sure. So if he if it's the only team he interviewed with, then that's the only place he really had interest in going, and then they offered him money. Well, you still got the Falcons, who for some reason still don't have a coach. <laughs> And that just makes me laugh. You've interviewed good people. You've got Mike Vrabel out there who, for whatever reason, is not getting any interviews. And maybe there's something we don't know. I don't know. And you've got Belichick who's interviewed there twice. And somebody else interviewed there. Who else was it? Mm. Uh, I can't remember. I have my hand. But you've you've got one team who's trying to pay somebody a buttload of money who seems to be playing their college against that. You've got one team who has an icon in the league, but, you know, maybe they're questioning, is he worth it if mm. he wants the full control? I know somebody else interviewed down there. I just can't remember who. At any rate, we it, I find it really interesting that the one guy seems to be in complete control and Belichick seems to be floating. Well, they have they actually have interviewed um, Vrabel and Harbaugh okay. on this list. See, I thought that they, I thought I'd seen The other ones him, are mainly coordinators yeah. and stuff. I thought I'd seen him interview there, but it but it was so low key. It was just like, you know, Harbaugh I I I was thing is I'm, you know, I you read so much during the day and trying to do show prep. I I thought somewhere late last week I read Harbaugh visits with Atlanta. And that was really mm-hmm. something like that. And, and it could have just been one of those situations, right, where there's so much more momentum heading for the Chargers that that was kind of a flyby, you know. Maybe it was. You know, where yeah, people didn't take much stock into it. You know? I did a Zoom call. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like I have to do this. So. At any rate, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today because I, I find it more and more interesting. There was coaching news yesterday, and it was kind of shocking coaching news. as Milwaukee Bucks fired Adrian Griffin. Yes. Now, Adrian Griffin's 30 and 13 this year. They're second in the East, and three and a half behind Boston. They're tied for the second best record in the NBA, and they have the number two scoring offense. <laughs> and they fired him. And if you go start reading about why, it's it seems to be a classic, well, he just didn't fit. Well, they're playing well, but you know, they they obviously have really good players. That's why you play well. And a, a bad coach can completely goof up really good players and it doesn't seem like it's really being goofed up now they've had a couple of losses it'll make you scratch your head but it's the nba and if you play 43 games you're going to have some like that yeah so you know doc rivers is looking to be candidate and i i saw a tweet yesterday that had one of those doc rivers you know pictures like when he was still coaching where he's standing there yelling at an official with his hands out and he's Mm -hmm. questioning he's got this questioning look on his face like what are you doing (laughs) and the tweet said below it Doc finding out he's actually a candidate for a job. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and he, you know, who knows? Maybe he was just sitting around and they said, hey, you know what? You want to come off the broadcast and come back here with mm-hmm. this? According to the Bucks, Adrian Griffin, quote, wasn't connecting with players, end quote, which yeah. means that, you know, your superstars, Giannis and the likes and Lillard and guys like that mm-hmm. are telling somebody they just don't like the dude. It's just not working out. Yeah, that's that's what I mainly got from it because it is confusing to see how successful they've been. But it seems like they are just um, maybe looking at this as a pretty lucky start to things. They don't want it to unravel. And so that's the thing when you want to keep your franchise superstar who's been with your team for almost a mm-hmm. decade or more. 
and then Dame Lillard as well. Uh, I think that's a pretty big priority. It's it does though. Um, if you're you're thirty and thirteen, you got fired. Number two it, offense, yeah. you got fired. Second best <laughs> record in the league, and you got fired. Really bad defense isn't isn't affecting it too much, right? <laughs> Not right now, and I so, understand the point about we don't want it to unravel. What about if you could fix it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, you give I, me forty three games. Well, yeah. and maybe the, the whole idea. I mean, if you know, if your if your superstars at that level don't like the coach, are we getting to a point where the guys who make the big money and make the big shots can pick? Yeah, we're not that far. I don't yeah. think. I mean, you know, LeBron um, can do that. And yep. Oh yeah. You know, if anybody else is going to join that, so yeah. And you know, you know, if if MJ hadn't been happy, you know, with the oh, head yeah. coach, of course, he and Phil got along pretty well and all that. Uh, at any rate, uh, that's one of the things we'll talk about. We had two games last night. Got two losses last night, and I got to tell you, I feel really bad for Mike Boynton because you look at his face post game, and he just doesn't have answers. He's yeah. done. There's you don't you don't see even the glimpse of an answer in his face. You see a little frustration. You see a little, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not. It's, it's not that the, the guy knows basketball. You don't get that job without knowing basketball. But it doesn't look like he has a clue how to fix this. He, he seems drained. He does. And, you know, when he talks about, you know, you got to stay true to the process, a lot of what he's saying are the things you say in these situations. And I, I get that's what coaches do. You know, you got to stay true to the process. You got to believe in the process. You got to block out the outside noise. All those things are easy to say. But when you're 0 6 in conference, then you wonder how, you know, that, that kind of trickles down. And if he's drained out of the players' field. And that's a good TCU team, and they shot 53% last night. Now, some of that can be you didn't, you know, you weren't as active defensively as you need to be. But while they shot 53%, they stunk from three. They were 20% from three, TCU was, and 61% from the free throw line. They didn't score from there at all, Mm -hmm. and yet they're still able to hang on and win. Um, They had 21 from Emmanuel Miller. He's a really good player, Uh, but Oklahoma State just 36-22 on the boards, 36-22. You get 22 rebounds? Dennis Rodman used to get that in a half. <laughs> uh, it's just, it looks ugly. And then Oklahoma didn't look good. You know, nope. Texas shot it great. Max Acemus had a good night, and they held off Oklahoma. And, and number 11 loses by 15 at home. Yeah. And that's tough. And Porter Mosier, <laughs> he looked like he had a clue. He looked like he was downright <clears throat> mad. <More> PO'd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he looked downright mad about what happened and he was a little upset too because they got the atmosphere they wanted you know they oh, yeah. people to come out and Stud- get after students it really showed out they did they did show up and i think they love him and he loves them and he's a good ou guy he goes to games not just his i mean he goes to other events he you know yeah. he gathers he's a he's a gatherer you know he's he's a builder and he looks he just looked miffed last night and they just didn't play well and it's going to happen occasionally but they just didn't play well uh, so they lose 75 60. Uh, a couple of games around the country. South Carolina got Kentucky. I told you that wouldn't be easy. And they got them by 17, 79 62. No fluke. West Virginia, West, UCF wins again. They beat West Virginia. They may be pretty good. And then Houston held on to beat BYU. Got Arkansas playing tonight, which is good timing because we'll talk to Tyler Cass, our Arkansas insider today. Uh, the Thunder won last night. We'll get you the news on them. Um, let's see what else. We got a couple of other portals uh, talk stories. One of them, a little surprising, 
but maybe not in this uh, era. We'll let you decide about that. Has to do with uh, Mike Gundy's son. Uh, that plus, uh, we have Bills fans continuing to donate money through Tyler Bass's charity and Chiefs fans too, by the way, which is nice. And then we had a mascot die. And no, it wasn't Bevo, which would be great because we'd all have steak. But we will let you know exactly who that. Well, pardon me. Wait, I can't say who. It's because it's a dog. It's a dog. Is it a just, who? just keep on spoiling it? Is it? Is it a who? If it's a dog, or is it a a, a, a whom? Is it? I'm not sure. Know. Any English teachers out there? Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. That's our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. Uh, if if it's a dog or an animal, if it's a person. It's a who, right? Not, not like in yeah. Whoville, but who, like um, you know. Who did this? If, if it's if, if a person died, it's they. I'll tell you who died. If it's a dog who died, I'll tell you what died. I guess so. I mean, it really, I think it really matters. Do you graduate to that who when it's you're a part of the family? You know, because we come on with the way we think about dogs. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> you know. You can tell us. English teachers uh, come to our defense. Nine one eight two six two five zero. Or actually, just tell me I'm wrong because that that happens a lot. Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio. That's Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey. Speaking of the Oilers, anytime they're home. And you buy one of those real high up seats, just, you know, hey, let's just take the family and buy the cheap seats. Cool. Don't worry about it. Go out there because during the game, we'll call some seat numbers and do the Blitz upgrade. And we'll take those people from those seats, take them right down and put them right down by the ice. It's the Blitz upgrade from the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. 609, or actually 613. Pardon me. I have to actually look up to read the clock, don't I? Uh, Triad Eye Institute would like you to know that you are running out of time rapidly, rapidly, rapidly. It is the 24th. Can you believe it? I told you January would go fast, and it does. There's something about this month just kind of goes by, and I'm not sure why. But it's also, you know, one of the problems because it can kind of get ahead of you. And then suddenly it is February for things like taxes or whatever. But with this, we're talking about Triad Eye Institute's $3,600 LASIK special. You really have to get after it because you only have until the end of the month, and then LASIK goes up. It will be more expensive as of February 1. So 3600 bucks right now. That's the number, and all you have to do is call 918-252-2020. Now, what will that do? That'll get you Triad Eye Institute, 918-252-2020. It's easy to remember, right? And then once you do that, ask about their free free screenings, which will get you an opportunity to see a doctor to, to make sure what you need is LASIK. As that's the most performed eye surgery in America. It's what most Americans need, but you got to find out. And this is the way. Get the free screening. And it's going to be fast. It's going to be easy. You're going to get in. You're going to get out. It's not a big deal, right? So once you get the screening, if they tell you, yes, LASIK is what you need, then you have to make the decision. And one of the things you can help make the decision on is there is 0% financing available, so ask about it. So you've got all those advantages, plus you got someone like Dr. Ryan Conley, a fellowship-trained cornea expert who will do your surgery. He did mine. He had to do lens replacement on me because LASIK, I needed something a little more intensive. But I had that five years ago. No pain, recovery of a nap, like I've told you. It really is the simplest process. I know it's, you know, it's a thing with your eyes, and it's like, man, I, I don't know. Look, get over that part, and you will, you will find that you have done the best thing you will ever do for yourself. Throw away your glasses. Throw away your contacts. Read your driver's license, the, screen, the small print on the screen in front of you. Read all those things. See life again with Triad Eye Institute. The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. 
Oklahoma State moves to 0-6 in conference play after a 74-69 loss against TCU. Pokes had a 17-point lead in the first half before it was whittled to four by halftime. John Michael Wright had 16 for OSU. For TCU, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Miller led all scorers of 21. Former Cowboy Avery Anderson had 15. The Oklahoma Sooners dropped their game against Texas at the LNC, 75-60. OU struggled from three-point range, but Max Acemas didn't. The former ORU star and current Longhorn led the team with 22 points. Jalen Moore led OU with 15 points. And the Oklahoma City Thunder are now the top seed in the West after a 111-109 win over the Trailblazers. The Thunder dominated the paint, outscoring Portland 64-32. However, it was Jalen Williams who was needed in the end. Jalen Williams. Here's left. Pulls up, looking for the lead, and he got it. Jalen Williams, two seconds, 1-11. The Thunder will face the Spurs tonight at 8.30. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. As a matter of fact, we always like hearing from you. It's one of the highlights of the day, 918 918- Two six two five zero seven two is another way to do that. That is our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma text line. I'm Rick Corey. He is Bryce Hulse there in the next room. And uh, full disclosure, I sent him out of the room for a moment. No, I didn't send him to stand in the corner. But I noticed, uh, you know, the cool thing here that Channel 6 does this really cool thing here where they have the porch brought to you by Coca-Cola. And, okay, uh, and uh, the porch out there is an area that faces Guthrie Green. And it's a large area that's underneath an overhang here that gives us this space to do things, and we've not used it a ton, but Griffin decided, you know, we need to use this. So they've turned that into kind of a broadcast area. Uh, And the cool thing is they bring different people in almost every day, and if the weather's really bad, they can do it right inside those doors too. But right now they've got some folks outside because it's nicer, and it's axe-throwing. And I'm fascinated by it. I've always wanted to do it. I actually wanted to take my dive uh, business, all my folks in my dive business to one, but they make you break up into smaller groups. And if they're in smaller groups, it's difficult for us because with our dive masters and with our uh, instructors and their wives and everybody else, we're looking at like 50 people. So with that, we we couldn't do something like that. But I've always wanted to do it, and they're out there, and um, it looks like it's somebody who's like, you know, one of them looks like he's a champion, actually, Mm -hmm. because I was watching some of the film, and it looked like there's maybe some kind of a tournament or whatever. Anyway, we're going to try to grab him and bring him in. And not with the axes, (laughs) but just bring him in. That could be fun, right? Now, you said you've done it. Yeah, I've done it before. I did and? it about three or four years ago. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. And again, once once you just learn the whole fundamentals of it, which is pretty simple, it's it's a lot of fun. Because then, uh, at least the place that I went to, you can go beyond axes and start throwing like knives or ninja <laughs> stars and all that stuff. It, it gets pretty uh, creative. No, that's exactly what we need. We need a way for more people to be able to throw things at each other, right? That's, <laughs> it. that's the thing. I remember when we were in Hawaii in 2010 for the Hawaii Bowl, uh, we went to the with to a luau with the team, and if you've never been to a Hawaiian luau, that's real. That's really cool and fun. We go to a luau with the team, and they had these hay bales, and they had uh, they were doing things. You know, they were doing things that Islanders do, if you will. That's what luau's kind of do. So they were doing the hookie lau, where they throw the nets and all that. But they also had these spears, 
and they let the kids or anybody else for that matter, they would spray paint on the hay. I think they do this too at the castle in Muskogee. As a matter of fact, I know they do it at the castle in Muskogee because Delaney had done that a long time ago. So they're throwing spears at the hay bales or you can go to the castle in Muskogee and throw knives, you know, that kind of stuff. So I let Delaney do that a couple of times, but you walk by and there are these kids with the spears and all you're doing is trying to stay at a safe distance because you just <laughs> never know where it's going to go. But with these people, they look like they're really good at it. Now, Here's my question. You know, I spent part of my life growing up on a farm in Tahlequah, and we had to chop wood and cut wood. We had to because we yeah. burned wood for heat. Mm. And, and so you're out there doing that a ton. You had chainsaws and things like that. But you're also chopping wood a lot. And, you know, if you do that for a while, you realize this is hard work. Who one day went, let's make this a sport? <laughs> now, having said that, I used to watch, and I do you remember, have you ever watched a lumberjack contest? Uh, I don't think. None, none comes to mind. Maybe I've seen something like it. Now, in, in the glory days, if you will, of wide world of sports, which are at least what I consider the glory days, which were the late mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, and that kind of thing. In the glory days, they would do like cliff diving and Acapulco and all these yeah. things that you... And the, the stuff that you see on like ESPN, the Ocho now. They yes, used to do right. Back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then they were looking for programming, right? Because it wasn't like it was now. There wasn't as much content being created, so they're trying to find programming, which, by the way, is why... It, those ancillary bowl games will never go away, but I'll get into that another time. <laughs> uh, so you're looking for cheap programming. Well, they could do that. They could go film these things, and they could, you know, they could run them as live, and they could even do them live if they wanted. Well, one of the things they did a lot of where they did these lumberjack things, and it would be them climbing the trees and cutting the trees, and you know, and walking on the logs in the water and all that. And I was always fascinated. Yeah, I would watch it because as a guy who did that, you know, as a young man who did that with my grandfather, so we could, you know, have wood. It. it I, I just looked at it as a job, and I didn't see it as a skill. It, to me, it was just something we had to do, man. And, and it was, you know, you're a kid, right? Just get this done. And not, that's not the way they approached it. And But I can't imagine some somebody one day went, you know what? If we throw that consistently, that could be a game, or we could actually make money. But thank <laughs> either, you. Either work. God right? bless them. It's working. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I've seen several of those popping up. You know, certainly pickleball is a big deal right now. But so oh is that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, yeah, so is this. And I think it's, uh, yeah. hey, when are we going to have axe throwing in the Olympics, you think? Mm. Let's give it a decade. Let's <laughs> give it a decade before. I'm sure there have already been petitions, right? At, at the very least, you know, that's when petition and some mm-hmm. guy, it's just been knocked down every year. And yep. it's just one of these days. One of these, somebody's, on, somebody's on that. Yeah, I can, I can actually see it happening. I really can. Anyway, we're going to see. And if you've ever done it and you enjoyed it, let me know at 918-262-5072. And... If you have a place you think is the best to ha- to go do that, you know, and like if I saw, it was we were talking to one of the breweries one day after we had talked to Tom Gilbert from the Tulsa uh, from the uh, from the beer blogger. He's our beer blogger. Um, what the ale blog? Uh, we we're talking to him, and he was talking about one of the breweries that has one in the back room. And I mean, <laughs> what says fun more than beer and axes? <laughs> Anyway, if you've done it or if you've got one that you like, one you've gone to, I really want to do it. So let me know at 918-262-5072. Who knows? Maybe we'll do the show from a place like that one day, and we'll just go out and just throw axes for fun. <laughs> That'd be a good video for us. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got to tell you, in radio, <laughs> in all my time in radio, what they would try to tell you to do is, look, when you're around listeners, that's fine, but no weapons. And that seems like that's a weapon. Well, so... <laughs> 
only only if we use it that way, right? I, I know, I know. It just <clears throat> it's some for some reason it just kind seems of, obvious. It makes me laugh just a little <laughs> bit. Six twenty six. He's Bryce Sauce. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, we mentioned the story. I thought this was a really good one about Bills fans. You know, after Tyler Bass missed that field goal, and then he started getting death threats and. And he's, he had to deactivate all his social media, and he had to protect his family and all that. Well, as you can imagine, that is a minority of knuckleheads, of yes. complete idiots and morons who, I don't know, they, they probably have families and a job or something like that, but I can't they imagine. They they, if they do, they don't show it. You know, I, yeah, I can't imagine online. they do anyone any good in life. At any rate, <laughs> the people who do care, the people who are good fans, the people who are, are you know, sensible – got together along with some fans from Kansas City and started donating to his charity, which is for cats. And they've now gotten more than 50K, I believe. Isn't that right? Yes, more than 50,000 from uh, donating from Bill's fans. And, 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 you know, we've had the kind of thing like, you know, after DeMar Hamlin, everybody donated stuff, you know, and it's happened multiple times. It kind of seems to be the, the trend, if you will, is where people are going. Yeah. And they did that for Tyler Bass. Now, this too shall pass, and things will calm down a bit. I mean, Scott Norwood probably had to deal with some of that way back when, but nowadays with social media being like it is, and there wasn't that back then, then it's just it's easier for those people who most of them would never do anything. They would right. never do anything, but they get to sound like big people doing this kind of garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just never know. All it takes is one who really would. And that's that's what you're worried about. Yeah. At any rate, the other people have come through, thank goodness, and he's got about 50k for the cats charity. And I, <laughs> hey, look, you know, whatever your charity is, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, my daughter has a cat and loves her dearly. Uh, 50k for the cats charity. I wonder what 50k would do for a cats charity. I'm not sure. I'm allergic to cats, so uh, I I can't really speak on how how to help the cats in need, but I respect it, Rick. Like whatever whatever oh, yeah, your whatever your thing is, um, you go for yes, it. Yes, yeah. Get, get all the catnip and litter boxes for these <laughs> cats that you need. Well, they're not cheap. I mean, pets aren't. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're cheaper than kids most of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, kids don't have a litter box, so right. it makes it you know <laughs> a little a little harder. You know, and as a matter of fact, the thing I want to buy my daughter next, I'd love to. Have you seen the, the the ads for the new litter boxes that are out no. almost six hundred dollars? Oh my gosh! How can how convenient are they? Three to six hundred bucks. It is. It looks like an egg almost on top of a pedestal with a big opening in it. Like if you saw Men in Black, uh, the first yeah. Men in Black, when they take all the candidates in the room and they sit inside those little eggs, mm-hmm. you know, to fill out their when Will Smith is you know is, pulls the table over and they go. It looks like that kind of, a little shorter okay. like that. But what it does is the cat goes in there to do cat business, and it senses it, and it after the cat gets out, it tumbles. So it turns. And when it turns, everything that, that doesn't want in there falls through into something else, and then it gets sanitized, and then it, it really takes care of itself, doesn't wow. smell, doesn't track out. And you don't have to go in and literally scoop yeah. consistently. You, you empty that thing. Or it something. is doing it itself and Man. somehow kind of neutralizing. And, and I don't know what else is doing to it. But they're three to six hundred bucks. <laughs> it's like there's a reason, right? <laughs> yes, right. But and you, what you want now is like all the other technology. Wait for that to come down and see. Now, if you happen to, if if you bought one for somebody, please tell me at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two because yes, I absolutely would like to get one for my daughter. I just don't know at this point. 
if uh, if the technology is perfect yet, and and it should get less expensive. We're working out some kinks. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, almost exactly yeah. that. So, how did we get from Jim Harbaugh to axe throwing to cat poo? There's so much going on in this building. You it never is know the magic us. of what we do here. You just <laughs> never know. And I, I know you're sitting out there right now scratching your head going, yeah, what the hell are they talking about? That's yeah, like the, five minutes ago, something else. Yeah, that's right. That's the beauty. <laughs> you, you don't know what you're going to get here, but you're always welcome to guide the conversation at 918-262-5072, our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Uh, I've got a story in Not Sports, because we've got this day in sports history with Bryce in about 20 minutes. I've got a story in Not Sports about Valentine's Day because you've got to start planning, right? Mm. And there are several places that help you plan. And so I've got a couple of cool stories about that. And, and one that, you, unfortunately, I think may already be booked. But I'll give you the opp- opportunity. I'll tell you about it. I do all that to tell you that when Valentine's Day rolls around, you know, most of us, guys anyway, are like, <sighs> And, you know, it depends on the lady, you know, they expect or whatever. But the cool thing about Valentine's Day is if you choose, you can on that day make someone else feel good. And we are teaming with Triad Eye Institute to do that for our veterans. Triad Eye Institute and the Blitz 1170 want you to make a veteran feel good on Valentine's Day. And that is by creating homemade Valentines. We're actually doing this at home ourselves. And I think it's really fun. So if you're a parent, if you're a school teacher, if you're somebody who's around kids in any way, maybe a, a, pre, a daycare, a preschool, whatever, all we want you to do is, is have them make homemade Valentines. We will take these then to veteran centers, VA hospitals, places like that, and we'll distribute those to veterans, some who might not have other contact with family. This is an opportunity for you to drop these off anywhere a Triad Eye Institute location is. Tulsa and Muskogee and Bartlesville and Grove and Pryor and McAllister and Claremore. And right here at 303 North Boston, that is our Griffin Media Station studios and here at the Blitz 1170. And then we'll take those and give those to them. And look, if you don't have the time and you want to buy some and handwrite things, that's fine too. But if you've got a little time, hand make those and we'll do Valentine's for Vets. You can find out more at theblitztulsa.com slash Valentine. It's Valentine's for veterans from Triad Eye Institute and the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170, your new home for Rich Eisen. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowboys moved to 0-6 in conference play after a 74-69 loss against TCU. Pokes had a 17-point lead in the first half before it was whittled to four by halftime. John Michael Wright had 16 for the Pokes. For TCU, Emmanuel Millers led all scorers with 21. Former Cowboy Avery Anderson added 15. The Oklahoma Sooners dropped their game against Texas at the LNC, 75-60. Max Asmus was on fire for Texas. He had 22 points. Jalen Moore led OU with 15. And the Milwaukee Bucks have dismissed head coach Adrian Griffin only 43 games into his head coaching career, despite having the second-best record in the East. The Bucks have reached out to Doc Rivers and are in talks about him potentially becoming the next head coach for the franchise. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Butts 1170 and streaming on the Butts 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. 
Love to have you do it. It's our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line here on the Blitz 1170 at 6.37. I'm Rick Corey. That is Bryce Hulse right there in the next room. Remember, anytime the Oilers are home on a Sunday, you get to skate on the ice with the players after the game if you would like to. It's called Sunday Fun Day. All you do is get out there with your skates. If you have some, bring them with you. They'll have some to rent. If not, it's Sunday Fun Day, any home game on Sunday with the Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Speaking of the Oilers, we're in the Tulsa Oilers hockey studio. You know, and after having the ice on Monday, I don't think a lot of people want to be on ice right now. But if you have skates, it's different, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you get out there and have yourself a good time. All right, so we have this day in sports history coming up in, oh, what, 13, 14, 15 minutes. Uh, Harold Koontz, who used to work upstairs at the News on 6, will be with us at 7.50. Harold's at Fox 4 in Kansas City covering the Chiefs. We'll get some KC news and at 8.30, Tyler Cass, who's covering Arkansas, who, by the way, has a game tonight. They will be at Ole Miss. Uh, I got to ask right now, Bryce. What do you make of Gunnar Gundy already being in the portal again? He leaves OSU, goes to Ohio, which you know, hey, the MAC is good football. We call oh, yeah. it the MACtion, and we make fun of them sometimes for playing on multiple nights. But that's what they have to do to get the exposure they want, and it's worked for them, and they've been able to do that. It's really good football. There are a lot of MAC guys in the NFL. So he goes to Ohio, who was really good this year, especially on defense. And you thought, oh, all right. For sure. Already already back in the transfer portal. The, the easy answer, the easy fun answer is that Gunnar Gundy at an OU of any sorts probably wasn't going to work out the best. But, I mean, when you look at his career outside of uh, – after his time at Stillwater High School – he had offers from Toledo, Eastern Michigan, so mm-hmm. we always knew that he could play at a Division One level, a Group of Five level even. Um, so for him to go to Ohio immediately, our reaction was that, that like you said, that's a pretty good that's program. Yeah. yeah, and that's something he could fit at. So I think I'm just waiting for something more behind the scenes in terms of their aspirations at that position. Maybe they feel like they've gotten a better deal, and so he's already um, trying to find another avenue. What I'm confused about is... With the window closed, doesn't there have to be something going on there that, you know, in terms of when there have to be like a coaching uh, thing going on uh, and f- for him to already exit again? That's that's the part that I'm confused about that I'll need to read up on. Yeah, because there are extra rules in there. Certainly some of those about, for instance, the teams who lose their coaches, like you, yeah. t- like you were just right. alluding to. So, you know, Bama, Arizona, Washington, those players had that 30-day window. Others will, I mean, now San Jose State because we saw a lot of them getting in there after mm-hmm. Brennan got the job down at Arizona. And, and so that's happening. Now, if those guys, I mean, if those players have a chance to transfer, that means for them the portal's open. I, I don't know. He's he's entering as a grad transfer. Right. Right. So crazy to me. Which, if yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it seems it like does, it just flew by. <laughs> absolutely. I, there's no question that I had to read that twice. Are you sure he's a grad transfer? And if you look at his face, still looks very young. Oh, yeah. Hey, God bless him. I mean, you, trust me, take <laughs> keep, that. Keep that as long as you Yeah, want. absolutely. Yeah, if they're carding you when you're 25, thank your lucky stars, <laughs> right? That means at 75, you're still going to look all right. Mm-hmm. Either that or, like me, stay chubby, because fat faces never have wrinkles, and people uh, will always think you're younger than you are. <laughs> And the scouts who I teach will always guess me about 10 years younger than I really am, of course, because I act like I'm 10 anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't know. I, I, I wonder if it's a grad transfer, if you're able, 
I don't know. You'll, we'll have yeah. to, we'll have to read up a little That's bit thing, more too. Everything that all the news that people have broken about this is just mm-hmm. talking about when he entered the portal, when he committed to Ohio, and. He's not there anymore. So Yeah, and if you have a better else. understanding than we do right here as we are talking about it, 918-262-5072, and I know you're thinking, oh, how the hell do you not know? Well, because there's a lot to know, and mm-hmm. you can't know all of it. And so, you know, occasionally it's like, wait a minute, how'd that happen? And then you find out, right? That's yeah. how we all find out and move along. I, the thing to me is, all right, so you made the decision to go there. They made the decision to bring you. That means both parties thought it was a good idea. Right. There had There can't have been that much contact with everybody. I mean, you can go out and throw, um, you know, and you can get the players together on your own. There are rules about what teams can and can't do, and right now there's not much you can do with the players. You can lift and go through all that. Now, I, I imagine Gunner could have gotten into the program, and he's been at a place that's been high level. He's had Rob Glass in the weight room, and he's had, you know, what Oklahoma State has, if you will. Now, if you transfer to Ohio – I don't know the insides of their program, but it's pretty likely they don't have all the amenities that OSU has. Sure. So if it becomes, you know, if about the, you know, about your weight guy or about your training guy or about your nutrition guy or about the overall tenor of the program, you might look around and go, well, this is not like what I had. <laughs> and then you might get disenchanted. And I don't know. I'm, I don't have a clue. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of the way that I thought about my former teammates at Union whenever you'd go to, like, really small colleges, <laughs> my teammates, and then they'd stop after a year, and it's like, yeah, because they were probably thinking, you know, we were having facilities that were better, better than some colleges, <laughs> and then yeah. you go to, you know, some podunk town, and it's like, yeah, you got you to gotta work for it now, you yeah. know. It's kind of crazy. I've been to Ohio for a basketball game, not a football game, so it's just, it is not a large – it's not a huge campus. It's not small. It's not a mm. huge campus, but it looks like what you would expect a campus like that to look like. It's a nice little place. I love college campuses no matter where they are or how big. Even the smaller ones sometimes are more charming. But I love that. So and I looked around. I liked it. I thought it was a kind of a cool place. And their basketball arena was old but really had history. You know, I loved the place. It's one of the old round arenas, and it's not terribly big. And you, you I mean, you can almost if, literally if you see, pack it. It's oh loud. yeah, you can almost literally see the dust falling from the, you know, from the uh, rafters and the ceiling when people really got after it. And their football stadium, at least on TV, and as we just drove by, looks nice. But you don't know what the workings is on the inside. Now, workings are, pardon me, on the inside. The other thing is you could also get there and start to talk with coaches and things like that and realize, you know, this is just not my philosophy or my fit. And then, too, because you can go out and at least gather your guys and go throw or whatever, who knows whether or not you did that for a while and realized, nah, it's just not for me. But that's awfully quick. Now, you know, that's a, if, if, you're under, if you already know right now I'm not going to be happy, that's the smart thing to do. And that, that probably seems like the most believable scenario, I guess. You think I mean, there's in, ter- any in, terms how, in terms of how in terms of how quickly it's happened? Because, like you said, both parties have to agree when he's yeah. committed, right? So, for yeah. Ohio to immediately flip the switch would be pretty, you know, bad of their organization. You think there's any chance he ends up back in Stillwater? I I think there's always a chance for that, but. I mean, I, I just feel like if he's made up his mind that he wants to thrive somewhere else, even if it's, you know, not even as big of a place as Ohio is, you know, group of five, I mean, it's no slack. You know, I think we kind of underrate that sometimes. Oh, we absolutely it, do. So um, even if it's at a, and I'm just saying this, even if it's at a UCO or something, even if he goes like a lower division or something, I think he's had his mind set on, I want to 
be play. my own person for mm-hmm. once too. You know, play and well, also yeah. just have my own path for once. Well, yeah, when your last name's Gundy and you're walking around campus at OSU, <laughs> it, it comes with advantages. Mm-hmm. And it comes with disadvantages. Everyone's going to think right away, well, he didn't get treated the same. Yeah. And, and so you got both ways. And when Delaney was looking for a college, he said, I want to go somewhere where no one knows my last name. <laughs> and and look, I'm not trying, I'm not saying I'm, I'm a big deal, but I have been in radio for 42 years yeah. on TV here, and people do know the name. And then at you, Tulsa, you and your wife have history. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I've got Tulsa 36 years of history there, and mm-hmm. she's a graduate there. Yeah. So the name is there, right? And the people there, there are some people there that still know Christine. And so she, I understand she wanted to go somewhere else. And I get that. I, I think that's absolutely admirable. And she ended up, you know, seven hours away in College Station where they've been the most laughable <laughs> program in college football. You are so blessed to become a fan of that new school now because of her, right? Yeah. That, well, that love, yeah. that love-hate relationship that you've had with that school. Oh, it's <laughs> got, you know what? I'm, a, I'm usually a really good fan. I mean, I'll watch games completely silently. Because that's what I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. it's my job in the booth is to not talk when Bruce is talking and, or try not to, um, and be quiet there and watch. So I tend to do that, and I'm kind of thinking through things in my head. As I said, my wife talks constantly. But when I'm watching an A&M game, I'm, I am different. Uh, it's just really frustrating. <laughs> and so I try, honest to God, I'll try not to watch. I'll try to tune in for 90 seconds, two minutes, kind of see the tenor, and then tune back away because it was just such a laughable thing, especially in the last few years. But I, so I get what Gunner, I think if, the, if that's the case, I get that. And I, I guess a question would be, I never got to see that much of his skill set. We all saw him play some, we, and we knew he's got wheels. Yeah. And that's great. Um he can he can throw it. I mean, he's not name one. You know, he's not Zach. Yep. Yeah. You know, right. he he's not even Bowman. <laughs> or he'd have been starting. So where does that skill set fit right now? Now, and you mentioned guys. You know, you mentioned something like a UCO. Well, even think of something like North Dakota, North Dakota State, somewhere along those SCS lines. Level. Yeah, where they had really good teams and really good development. Uh, mm-hmm. And you got a chance maybe to go play in a place like that, where that might be. And I, I don't think, you know, because Bowman's really the guy, unless he gets hurt, and you got Flores coming in behind him, and you still have Rangel, the chances of getting in and playing are probably not good. So yeah. I, de- I can't see him going back there. I just thought it was a really interesting move. And either kudos for, hey, everybody deciding really early right now, look, this is not going to work. Uh, or hmm, or is that a red flag? Does someone look at go why? Now you're going to explain, and they're going to ask. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. We we're all going to have our own uh, theories when yep. it's just out in, in the shadows like this. Yeah, so. but I mean, if you're a Gunner Gundy fan, then tell me where do you think, or tell us where do you think the best landing place would be? Nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. You could think of a place like Tulsa, but again, that's close enough. You know, same thing with UCO. You're still close enough if a place like that. But to your point, you could end up. Texas State with yeah. GJ, you know, a place. Their, their quarterback entered the portal. Yes, he did. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. And uh, for the, like, fourth time, you know. Yeah, he's he, been at LSU yeah, and he's some JT, SEC yeah, schools. Before, he's JT yeah. Daniels and that thing. He's, <laughs> he's been all over the place. So uh, there, are, there are really good options out there, but you've got to get those options out there. There was another portal entry, too, and that was Tulsa running back Jordan Ford. And this was a little – you know, Jordan's a guy, he's not been able to stay healthy long enough to be good. And he's been he's been not bad. He had he's run for five hundred and eighty five yards and a score during his time there, but he has also been down some. Now he was a bulldoze bulldozer load when he decided to get after it. Which, mm. you know, when he was healthy he would do. 
So I hate to see that, but they are fairly loaded back there. So maybe it's a thing where it's, you know, another one of those mutual decisions because Kevin Wilson's made it really obvious. Look, if we are not going to use you, we'll tell you you might want to look elsewhere. Right. That, we, help, that helps you, right, you know? It, well, it does, especially today because, as you said, there are other programs. There, Someone's going to take you. The number mm-hmm. of people who enter the program – or enter the portal from schools like a Tulsa or a Rice, and then suddenly you see him being Arcan, you know, offered by like you know Dylan Wade went to Auburn, you know that kind of thing. And then you're seeing guys have opportunities, and you're realizing that just because you're playing at a Tulsa or an SMU or a Rice, of course SMU is going to ACC, or a place like that, doesn't mean that you can't play at those other levels. And we're proving that. So the opportunity to go somewhere, maybe it will. And, yeah. and I hope so for him. It's a little disappointing because I really like the young man. But, you know, if if it, that's what's best for you and they say that's what's best for you and it's what's best for the school, then we just move on. 6.50 here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey. I'd love to have your thoughts on Gunnar Gundy in the portal again and what you think. Um, Wade texts here at 918-262-5072. That is our Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. He says, I don't know why he left, but I do know this is the Gundy family is rational and they think things through. So it wouldn't be a spur-of-the-moment thing for sure. Well, I can see that being the case yeah. because Mike certainly seems like that. Now, just because that's your, your child doesn't mean they think like you, but I understand where you're going. No, it, not, you, not impulsive, right? No, I you, wouldn't. We would think so. I wouldn't think so. And you would think, too, he probably talked to Mike and his mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He probably talked to the people in his family and said, here's what we're talking about up here I mean, I, I don't know that. That's, again, conjecture. I don't know. I mean, he could have just called and said, hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but to your point, on the move again. The family is, is generally fairly rational, and that does start from the top and filter down. But I also can tell you, having three kids of my own, um, I am never sure what some of them are going to do, <laughs> no matter what they were raised in. Mm-hmm. So trust me, and you know that. If you have kids, you know. You, you, you know, it's like Abe Lemons once said, you know, the old basketball coach, and I've said this before, at OCU, and if you don't know who Abe is, please, for God's sake, look him up on Google or in whatever and look at some of his old news conferences. As Abe was one of the funniest humans you'll ever find. He's a good basketball coach, too, but he's a funny guy, and someone asked him, they were talking about rules one time. He said, I don't make rules. And they said, why? And he said, because if I make a rule and then I don't put, don't rob a bank on there and a guy robs a bank, he'll say, well, wasn't against the rules. <laughs> he said, I can't make enough rules to cover everything, so I just don't. Yeah. And and everybody kind of looked at him and, and he was very straight faced. And you're like, is he serious or is he one of those <laughs> kinds of guys? Yeah. So you just never know. I mean, you, you sometimes the rules. Yeah, anyway. 651 Blitz 1170, this day in sports history in a moment, followed by... Try uh, not sports, by the way. Uh, this day in sports history brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Who, by the way, would like you to know? How many times can I say by the way? Would like you to know about their thirty-six hundred dollar LASIK special. I told you about it about a half hour ago. I'm going to tell you about it again. And the reason I am is because I believe heavily in Triad Eye Institute. I had eye surgery there five years ago, and yes, like anybody else, I was like, yeah, it's my eyes. Uh, and the first time Dr. Ryan Conley came in to quote unquote mark what he wanted to look at. It was odd. Now, they, you know, they dilate your eyes and they give you these numbing drops and all this kind of stuff. So nothing hurts. You don't feel anything. But as, the, as your eye is open and he's, he, he pulls out this little marker pin, if you will, and he, he, he's getting closer and I don't feel anything and I just see him looking. And then he backs away and he does it on the other eye and he goes, all right. And that's that. 
And I didn't feel anything. And that's the good thing is that right there you're thinking, all right, I got to get past this part, which we did without any trouble. And then he described the surgery and he left the room. So when I had the surgery, it was a simple procedure of, and mine was lens replacement, which is different, which is actually a little more intensive, but I want to tell you how easy mine was. So when I have the surgery, now that you're, you know, they've given you the, your, your eye drops and all that kind of stuff, and they give you a pre-med. So you're in this room. It's dark because they want your eyes to, you know, dilate. And there's, you know, three or four other people in there. And there's television in there. It's nice and quiet, and that's nice. So you're in there, and then they take you, and they, and they you know, get you ready, put you in the, in the bed. And you're in a grouping of looks like almost like looks like almost like an ER. So there's four or five or six bays, and each bay's got a bed in there. So you're in there, you've got somebody attending to you. And then when it's your turn, which is literally a few minutes, they'll roll you over. And at this point, your eyes are covered and you're laying down with your eyes closed and just relaxing. They'll they'll you've got your IV in and they'll say, All right, we're gonna push your medicine. And they do that, and then you wake up about twenty minutes later and you have new eyes. Zero pain. Zero, I mean zero pain, zero recovery. All I did was go home and take a nap. And when you wake up, it wasn't like your regular anesthesia where you wake up and you're all groggy. It was like, I mean, I just suddenly was awake sitting in a chair. And you're able to converse and everything's normal. And they said, you know what, go home. They give you these these um, um, dark glasses. They tell you, go home. Don't strain your eyes. Don't try to read something with small print. If you can, just take a nap. So that's what I did. Woke up about five hours later because, hey, medicine's good. Woke up about five hours later, and I'd only done one eye. We'd only done one eye. We had to do one at a time. And I could read all the TV screen, all the small print, all the print on my phone, zero glasses, zero contacts. Now, you can do that if LASIK is what you need because that's the special. $3,600 for LASIK, the most performed eye surgery in America. What do you do? Call 918-252-2020. Two things. It'll never be cheaper than $3,600, and this ends the end of January. So February 1st, it goes up. You can get a free screening at any location. Find those at triadi.com, and they have 0% financing available. The process could not be easier. The outcome is fantastic. There's zero pain. There is no reason to not throw away all your glasses and all your contacts and do the best thing you'll ever do for yourself at Triad Eye Institute. The Blitz 1170. Your new home for Dan Patrick. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Chet Holmgren was named to the USA Basketball Player Pool. The players were selected by USA Basketball Men's National Team Managing Director Grant Hill. Twelve members of the 2024 team who will represent the U.S. in the upcoming Summer Olympics in Paris will be comprised of players from the player pool and will be announced at a later date. The Milwaukee Bucks have dismissed head coach Adrian Griffin only 43 games into his head coaching career, despite having the second best record in the East. The Bucks have reached out to Doc Rivers and are in talks about him potentially becoming the next head coach for the franchise. And the 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame results are in. The three candidates to reach the 75% voting threshold were Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, and Adrian Beltre. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.